It's time for Growing Hope, a show determined to grow up hearts open to pursue the extraordinary. Because you are extraordinary! And now, it's your host, Catherine Lang. Hello there and welcome to Growing Hope, where we are intentionally investing in growing hearts open to pursue the extraordinary. Because you are extraordinary and you're called to live extraordinary lives. But if we are not pursuing those extraordinary lives, then we will never live them out. I am Catherine Lang, your Hope Smith, Dream Igniter, and Word Warrior, because I believe in the power of words. I know that words make a difference in our lives, for the good and for the bad. But when we invest in the positive words, then we make positive differences. I also believe that hope makes everything possible. Everything. I have seen hope make a way. I have seen hope um, clear a path. I have seen hope create the extraordinary. So I am daring to double down on my own personal investment in hope and investing in your hope as well. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. But man, oh man, we sure do invest a lot of time and energy making it complicated. The seed of hope, the seed of growing hope, the idea for growing hope started way back in 2013. Although, if you've met me... (laughs) Or if you've heard me for more than a few minutes, you know that hope is kind of the essence of who I am. I I truly believe in hope and encouragement and the the power that comes from those elements. So it has probably been in, the seed was probably planted when I was planted. (laughs) So it's always been there. It's always been a part of me. Um, I began to translate that hope and encouragement into storytelling and my snarky rainbows over the years, but fundamentally, hope and encouragement have always been a part of me. But not too long after I had envisioned this whole idea for Growing Hope, the podcast and the books and the blog posts and all all this whole um, image of Growing Hope even had a display for my books when I went to writers' conferences. Everything was around this whole idea of Growing Hope. And the experts and the gurus and all these great, wonderful, smart people that I I had around me began to explain to me how I just couldn't do it this way. You know, how are you going to make a living? How are you going to make money? How are you going to get anything out of this investment in hope? The more that they piled onto my journey, the more they said, you need to do it this way. And the more they said, well, why don't you um, make that a part of it? And the more they added the more I struggled. I, I, I managed to take something as simple as sharing hope and I complicated the configuration of congestion. I mean, it was just, it was a mess. And the more it, the more convoluted it became, the more difficult it, it was for me to do what I needed to do because I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. So recently, I decided to take the advice of that great philosopher, Blue, and go back, go back, go back, go back to where I was. 
And when I did go back, what I found was this pitch that I had made a couple of years ago about um, keeping things simple, ironically. <laughs> so I decided to dig into this whole idea of keeping it simple saints, KISS. It's a KISS series. And we're going to start this week by defining simple. What it does? What do I mean by simple? Simple. In order to live a simple life, you need to study, imagine, magnify, pursue, and lean, and embrace. No matter what you're looking at, when you break it down, you can find that if you follow these steps, that you will begin to live a simple life. So the first thing is all about studying. You have to dig into what it is that you're doing. For me, personally, it starts with the Word because the Word is my driving force. If it isn't aligning with the Word, then it's time for me to adjust my straps. <laughs> you know, besides, I have discovered that the more I'm invested in the Word, the more I have a firm foundation for whatever else it is that I want to do. So I have to be invested in the Word. I've mentioned before that in my personal journey to study the Word, that I started reading Proverbs every day. And, and Proverbs is a great once-a-month read because you can read the the proverb that aligns with the day of the week. So, for instance, today would be Proverbs 23. Well, after I'd done this for several months, I'd, I'd figured, you know what, I could do the same thing with the Psalms because there's 150 Psalms. Now, I adjusted it a little bit because I didn't want to read more than one, more than Psalm 119 <laughs> when it came up. But other than that, you could theoretically just do um, three, uh, five Psalms and one proverb, and you would have 30 days worth of Bible reading. Well, after that, I broke the whole Bible down so that I could read the whole Bible in one month. Now, I've always been an avid reader. I can read a novel in one weekend. It's natural for me. So it, it is as natural for me as watching ball games all day, right? Committing to reading the scripture for a couple of hours every morning didn't seem as much of a challenge to me as it might be for some. And that's okay. We're all different. We're all on this journey in different ways. But I, I promise you that even for this avid reader, it turned out to be a challenge to read the Bible every single day for two and a half hours or two hours and 24 minutes, especially the first five books of the Bible. <laughs> but I made it for four months. And after the first four months, I decided to redistribute the readings so that I could read through the Bible every quarter, a little more manageable for me. That's what I have been doing almost every year. This year, though, I'm starting off with the uh, using a chronological Bible. So instead of breaking it into different sections, I'm just reading 16 chapters each morning and then I'm taking Sundays off. Now, if you are interested in seeing how I broke the Bible up in order to be able to read the Bible in three months, then you can check it out. Just visit uh, katherinelang.com and you'll look up at the begin at the top and there will be a tab for downloads. And you can click that tab and you can download, uh, read through the Bible. There's a bunch of other downloads that you're welcome to as well. 
the, the important thing for you to remember is that it's not about how you study, but that you study. Now, my husband reads four chapters a day, Monday through Saturday. He takes Sundays off. And by the time he gets to the end of the year, by the time he gets to December, he has read through the entire Bible. I have another friend who um, sets a timer, and that's she reads until the timer goes off. She reads and she studies. She does word studies and whatnot. The thing is, you have to decide what's normal for you, what works for you, and then you have to commit to doing it. And once you set a time, set a way, and do it, you'll develop a habit of doing it. And that study, studying, allows you to create a foundation that you can stand on. So study by reading. Study by learning, study by remembering, study by sharing, and study by repeating the first four steps. Again, remember, we're keeping it simple. By studying in all these different ways, by being invested in studying in so many directions, you'll find that your, your foundation becomes solid faster. So the first thing that we're going to do is that we're going to study by reading. Now, did you know that about one-fifth of our population doesn't read even a single book in a year? Now, I can understand prior to 2020, but surely when we're all locked up inside, we all picked up books and started reading. The only excuse I can come up with is that the, the libraries weren't open. But our local library... Um, did still allow you to check out books. They just, you couldn't come in and, and search for them. You had to search online. But still, not reading has actually increased over the last couple of years. But reading is important because it makes your brain sharper and faster and better. So it helps with your reasoning and your logic and your vocabulary and just basically knowing things. Make a commitment to read more. Instead of clicking that button that comes up that says, are you still there? <laughs> Tell them, no, I'm not still here, and go pick up a book and read a few pages. You'll be amazed at what a difference it makes. You can read a good fiction book because it sparks your imagination. You can read an informative nonfiction book because it's going to feed your knowledge base. Or you can choose to invest in reading the scripture. Another thing that you should think about when it comes to reading is that you'll retain the information more if you read in print than if you read in digital formats. They have discovered, um, they, you know, the great they out there, have discovered that uh, reading digitally is more convenient, but the information will be retained when you read in print. The second thing that you should do is study by learning. <laughs> which kind of makes sense, right? But what do you know? And what are you doing about knowing more? After we graduate from school, whatever level of education we went through, oftentimes we end up not doing anymore. We don't invest in learning anymore. <clears throat> but if, if you knew that just investing a little bit of time every day, learning something new, that it would extend your life and make your life better along the way, would you be able to find the time to learn something? 
One of the best things about 2020 is that it, it really opened the doors for online learning. Instead of having to go to a university or having to go to a, a community class, you can learn online right now. There is some way, something for you to learn from college courses to DIY projects. It's all available right there at the click of a button. So learn something for your job, for yourself, or even learn something for others. But just learn something. The third thing is to study by remembering. <clears throat> so the more you know something, the easier it becomes to recall it. We remember by repetition. It's why we know to brush our teeth, tie our shoes, and make our beds. Because we did those things over and over again. They are now defaulted into our brains. They're a, a default load. So the idea is that you want to learn, you study something by remembering it. Get it to a place of default. Then you know it. So write out the idea or the quote or the verse. Write it out several times. And then repeat that process every day for the next several days. Eventually, you'll get to the point where you can write it out without even having to look at it. When my husband and I were do a play, and, and he and I have done several community plays, me personally, I, I really, I can't speak to him, so just ignore the fact that I said anything about him. <laughs> but me, I would record the lines prior to my line, leave an opened quiet space, and then the line after my line. So what I was doing was teaching myself to say my lines in context to the play. Not only did I know what I had to say, but I knew when I had to say it and I knew why I had to say it. So eventually it became second nature to me. And, and that's what remembering does is it makes the knowledge that you've gained second nature. So be invested in remembering. <clears throat> We've actually done actually accidentally <laughs> done this with movies, in particular, VeggieTales. We've seen them so many times that we can quote the movies if someone just says some kind of prompt. All they have to do is say a word, and then we will follow up with the next, the next line. <clears throat> For instance, go back, go back, go back, go back to where you were. When we really remember what we're studying, then we can recall it without a lot of effort. And because we can recall it without a lot of effort, it becomes part of our foundational base of knowledge. We can also study by sharing. You can tell them about it. Tell them all about it. <laughs> the more you share what you learn, the more it's going to solidify that information. It, it sets that foundation. It sets the foundation for your living a bold and purposeful life. The more you know what you need to know, the bolder you can be in your journey, and the more the complicated stuff can't get in. You don't chase the squirrels because you know what you need to know. You know what you know, and you do what you know. So therefore, it becomes easier and more and less complicated. <clears throat> so the more you share it, the more you get to know it. You can write an article about it. You can teach a class on the subject. Or if you really want a challenge, teach a class on something you don't know anything about. <laughs> Learn the subject as you go. Or you can invite a friend 
to come have a meal with you and you can share what you're learning and what you're doing. Or write a letter. Write a letter and tell somebody about what you're doing. Sharing just reinforces what you're learning. And because it reinforces what you're learning, it it will help you um, gain the memory in different formats. So get creative with your sharing opportunities. And finally, study by repeating. Just like the shampoo bottle says, you need to rinse and repeat. <laughs> rinse and repeat with your studying efforts. Look for more things to, to read. Learn more. Remember more. Be more invested in intentional memorization. And share more. Don't be afraid to share what you're learning with people who are interested in knowing. So when you're around people that are invested in you and believe in you, when you're excited about something, they're going to want to hear about it. So read more, learn more, remember more, share more, and repeat more. <laughs> when you do this, you begin to set a, that that habit of studying, habit of learning, habit. Look, if you're not learning, if you're not studying, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, there's only a one direction other than growing that you can go. And it's not good. <laughs> it, it is not good. You want to be growing because growing shows that you're living. So be invested in studying so that you can begin to live the way you're designed to live. It is simple. We just have to choose to walk it out that way. The more we take the time to learn, the more we can understand. And the more we can understand, the more we can, in our own unique and personal way, begin to be bold in walking out our simple life. If you're still struggling to find your simple path, do not fear. <laughs> you know, connect with me. Join me. This is so important to to discover our simple path and I am here to help you do that. You can also you can connect with me on the Growing Hope Twitter chat. It's hashtag Growing Hope each Wednesday, 12 p.m. Central on Twitter. You can also connect with me on um, growinghoperadio.com or on katherinelang.com. There is a um, place for you to schedule a quick call if you need help finding your unique path to this simple life. I am here to encourage you. I know that it is possible to live the simple life. I know it is possible to live bold and purposeful and intentional in the simple life. I know that it's possible to live the exceeding abundant simple life. When we find our way and we walk it out. Those are the two keys. Finding our unique way and walking it out. And I am here and want to help encourage you. Until next time, remember in all that you're doing, find a way to be blessed and to be a blessing. Thank you for joining us for Growing Hope with Catherine Lang, where we are sharing hope, encouragement, and inspiration to do more. Visit www.catherinelang.com to invite Catherine to be part of your event or to share your own stories of possibility living. 
Until next time, remember that a seed of hope planted and nurtured will grow up into a world of possibilities.